Goals, Plans, and Lessons. What's up, guys? This is episode 41 of the Man of Mastery podcast, where we are putting purpose and passion into action, where we embrace getting out of our comfort zones to grow, and we stand ready to learn and ready to lead. This is your resource to discover and learn from others and their mastery journey and apply it to yours, looking for happiness, aligning fulfillment, health, wellness, productivity, and peace. The show notes for this one can be found at manofmastery.com slash 041, manofmastery.com slash 041. Okay, well, getting on into today's episode, uh, flat out, I am late, way late in getting it released, and that is completely on me. I could tell you why, I could give you excuses, but in the end, it, it doesn't matter. Bottom line, you're going to see this one hit and then another one on its heels on the standard Thursday cadence. So in the best interest of your time, and I think it probably makes sense just to apply a a quicker topic and quicker episode on this one. So it won't be too long. It's a solo cast, and I just want to chat about one of my favorite topics, BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. So today we'll talk about why I love them. Uh, who they're for, accountability, and the importance of plans that support your goals. And as fodder, I'll recap what I set out for 2019, my own wins and lessons, and then what's on the radar for me in 2020. So in the process, I'll give you the three most important things I think you need to be successful in your own goals. Before we jump in, here's a call to action. If you're a guy looking to get a kickstart or maybe kick it to the next level, then I'd strongly encourage you to join us on Facebook at The Man of Mastery. Go there and apply to join the private group where I share additional information beyond what's released publicly, provide additional thoughts, tips, hints, and the idea is to get a community going, a tribe that goes way beyond just myself to support and serve and drive each other. One of the things we started doing there are monthly and spot challenges. They vary and they're not all physical, but I wanted to give you something to try and here's a small taste. Okay, find a song that's maybe three, three and a half minutes long, or if you prefer, you could just set a timer. Get into a high plank. So if you know what that is, it's like the top part of a push-up, and just hold it there. Hold that position for the whole duration of the three, three and a half minutes. So you know how long you'll be in it. Just breathe, go with it, and observe not just your physiology, but also your thoughts. You know, what do you think about? Do you think about how much time is left? Do you start thinking about whether it's possible or not? What's your frame of reference? Do you have something from past experience? Or can you simply just be there, be present, think about your breath, your next breath. Think about holding the best possible plank that you can. Think about tucking your belly button in towards your spine. Think about breathing intentionally. Think about keeping a flat back, thighs pressed together, glutes engaged. Can you make this the best high plank you've ever done and hold it for three or four minutes? Give that a try. And in hindsight, think about what happened. Were you able to do those things? If not, why and why not? How did it break down? All right. So give that a go and really put in the quality and the awareness. And that'll give you a good idea of the intentionality I'm bringing to the Facebook group and also with which you should view setting 
and getting after today's topic, BHAGs. All right, first and foremost, what's a BHAG? So it's a big, hairy, audacious goal. It originates that uh, acronym from a Jim Collins book. Some people call them stretch goals. I definitely think they should be at least a bit scary and probably at least a little bit unrealistic. And, and that very nature is why they're really, they're, they're just awesome. So we talk a lot here about post-traumatic growth or said differently, getting outside of your comfort zone to grow. Pushing our perceptions of what we think is achievable or completely reinventing that vision. And, and that's why the scale and the audacity of BHAGs is so powerful. And this just works well with not only adults, but, but kids. So we talk a lot about parenthood and fatherhood here. I mean, I just think about what more perfect time in life to give somebody the gift of, instead of learning limits or perceived limits, why not just go out and create challenges and growth opportunities that completely open up the imagination and reinvent what we think is possible and then, and then achieve the impossible, right? And you kind of reset around that. So that, that power, that pushing the limits, that reinvention is, is to me what makes BHAG so incredibly awesome. And, and as I said, bottom line, they're for anybody. But particularly as a dad, I've seen the value in working with my son to help him set big goals, talk him through those, and, and then at the same time, give him transparency to mine. So it can be done as parents. It can even be done collectively as a family for family goals. So let's also talk about the importance of accountability and also, once you've set those goals, how to get there, how to reach them. So once you've set appropriately big, scary goals, in my experience, there are three really important elements you need for success. So one is being tangible, one is being visible, and one is having an action plan. So the first one, tangible, meaning literally write them down. So not only does this solidify a connection for you and make them real in your mind, it also makes them a lot harder to forget or change or sneak away from, which, you know, if you just have them in your head, I guarantee they will morph, they'll hide, they'll be forgotten. You know, they just have a way of slipping away. And that goes directly to the second point as well. Visibility. They must be visible. They need to be somewhere that you can refer to them often, see them, remember them, preferably daily. And more so, they should be visible also to others whether that's on a whiteboard at home for the family, whether that's on Facebook, or maybe like in my case, you put them out there to the world in a, in a podcast or on a website. And this is the accountability piece. It's way too easy to let ourselves off the hook. I mean, in most cases, we do that, right? We let ourselves off too easily. But once you put it out to the world, and I believe this is true because I believe you're the kind of people that once you tell your friends, your family, your tribe, that you set out to do something, then you work like crazy to hold fast to your word. So this is an indirect means to hold yourself accountable because you've broadcast it, right? And then you can also create direct accountability if you want to. This could come in the form of a coach, uh, a training partner, or anybody else who has a direct stake in your journey. You know, maybe you sign up for an event along with somebody else and they become not only registered for that BHAG together, but you're training together. 
and you know, if you don't show up for training that day, then you've let your, you let your partner down, right? All right. And third is the action plan. This is the third most important element you need to succeed in your BHAGs. So it's great to have those big goals and you put them out to the world, but the fun in setting out to achieve the hard, uh, maybe even unlikely stuff is in breaking down a plan that gets you there or even gets you beyond there. So I'm talking down to the daily level. Um, What's an example? Let's say you endeavor to climb Mount Rainier next summer. Well, you need to find out what skills, fitness, other development you need to support that goal. And then you work backwards with progress or results milestones on a quarterly and then monthly, and then even divide those into a weekly basis. And those progress milestones need to become a specific action plan. I mean, we, we do this in our work lives, right? We project plan and you got to have big goals and big milestones and then break them down into tasks. Well, same deal, right? But let's say we're talking about a physical conditioning plan. It needs to break down into daily workouts that vary and then build and build by day and by week to develop the kinds of strength, stamina, aptitude, and ability that you need for the task at hand, such as climbing a mountain. And again, this is a great place if you have the resources to rely on a coach or somebody else who's been there and done that, and it can truly help you accelerate time and results. All right, great. So you've set out BHAGs. You've got a plan to build to achieve them. And what happens when you succeed, right? So you get there, then what happens? Well, in my experience, in every case where the goals have been big enough, challenging enough, audacious enough, scary enough, at least two things happen. One is unexpected, unintended benefits. And the other is uh, sort of a reset higher. So about the unexpected. So in every case, again, in addition to what I've expected to experience or enjoy, there's always been something unexpected, something realized or enjoyed that Uh, And and I mean to the upside, right? So there's always been a surprise benefit beyond what I thought I would enjoy or anticipated getting out of one of these big, scary things. And I think that also leads directly to the sort of reset higher concept. So the other thing there is, and, and it's a lot like our friend Joel Runyon at Impossible talks about, is that once you've sort of been there, done that, the impossible literally is now possible. It's in bounds as possible. And then naturally there's a drive to raise the bar. So maybe to illustrate, let's take a couple examples and let's dig into some of my 2019 BHAGs. They're out on the website. And these are a few that, that I did finish or achieve successfully. So let me list a few. A four-hour Spartan hurricane heat. Did that back in February of 2019. The Seal Fit 12 hour, it's called 20X. It's the 12 hour overnight crucible or boot camp event. Did that in July of 2019. A Spartan trifecta weekend, specifically in Hawaii, just epic and challenging in its own ways rain, humidity, heat. That was August. Complete the year with six Spartan trifectas. Did, did that, and I think a, a few extra races here and there. And inclusive in that, my first Spartan Ultra Beast, which is the 31-mile the format. So 
just going through those, the four-hour hurricane, he was a part of my build-up plan. And so remember, we just talked about plans. It's also useful to have BHAGs compounding and building on BHAGs, right? So the four-hour hurricane heat was a build-up for me to the SealFit 12-hour overnight event, which was a physical and mindset prep for the 31-mile Spartan Ultra in Lake Tahoe, right? Well, even the four-hour Spartan hurricane heat honestly had me pretty intimidated and pretty stressed out going into it. I mean, I really expected it to be something that took me to a breaking point and would test me with, you know, that kind of resolve. And what I found out with this one, and even the 12-hour seal fit event, was that I was very reasonably prepared. I mean, I planned, I worked, I prepped, and by no means did I crush or or even excel at either one, at least in, in whole. There were definitely parts where I, I felt very, very well prepared, and I had the the chance to be, I don't know, be be a strength for my team um, with the twelve hour seal fit overnight. You know, I, I felt I felt strong on the ruck. I was carrying somebody else's pack for a while. I kind of pulled, you know, more than my weight on uh, on some of the team component of that. And then there were certainly other cases, quite a few of them, where I had to lean more on my teammates. But in both cases, I surprised myself. I had worked the plan. I had prepared. And I very, very ably survived. And then it just raises the question now, so what's, you know, what's next? What's the next level? Well, let's also talk about what happens when you don't meet that BHAG, when you fail, or if we phrase that more positively and accurately, let's call them lessons. So when you've tried and, and learned. So what was that for me this year? That was back-to-back Spartan Beasts and Big Bear. I'd laid that out for 2019 and summiting Mount Whitney. So I picked these two in particular because they were tried and they were not achieved. So breaking them down, Mount Whitney, it was actually snowed in. So we made it up as far as was possible without crampons, without technical mountaineering gear and protection. So there's nothing we could do about weather and nature certainly be as prepared as possible and, and respect it. I mean, as our friend Laval St. Germain shared and encourages, it's, it's a form of risk management when you're out there doing hard things and particularly in, in nature, which is extremely unpredictable and volatile. And so while we didn't hit the goal, I mean, this one really turned into all kinds of other success. We had a blast, enjoyed a week in nature, unplugged from technology And it was really uh, an incredible growth experience for my son. And then Big Bear, again, weather canceled the second beast. I did the first one on Saturday and then snow rolled in and clouds and they they canceled the Sunday beast and they modified the, the sprint. But in truth, the Saturday one crushed me. And I'd already said no to the second one before it was even canceled. So not only did I take myself out of it mentally at that point, in hindsight, I, I just really didn't have the right training plan in place to build up to that kind of vertical gain at that altitude, factoring in cold and snow and doing you know those two 13-mile events back-to-back. So that's definitely a lesson learned, and it went into some of the later 2019 events, and it's definitely going into prep for 2020. 
All right, and, and also on the list, if you go out there and look at it from 2019, there are a few that I mark as failures, but I actually just did not even attempt. So maybe there's some element of subconscious fear and avoidance at play, but most of all, I mean, quite simply, life got busy and, and these didn't happen, or more specifically, I didn't make them happen. So the lesson learned, and I would take it back to planning, is that now I'm getting things on the calendar very early in the year, I'm, I'm burning the boats, you know, I'm making non-refundable reservations and putting it on the family calendar. And although 2020 will be a very, very busy one, uh, I think in doing this, I am definitely looking forward to a much higher success rate than in 2019, you know, simply by, again, laying out the plan and working the plan. All right. And to talk a little bit more about wins and lessons, uh, I was just talking about some of these here a little bit earlier. The wins are really just a, a, a reset to take the bar higher. And the failures, again, they truly aren't. They are progress. They are lessons. They aren't an end state. And in hindsight, I actually probably got even more out of the events where I tried and didn't succeed, didn't yet succeed, let's put it that way. But in addition to the most three important elements I mentioned for setting out to accomplish BHAGs, let me add a fourth overall, which is the feedback loop, the feedback to lessons learned, right? If, if you try and you don't succeed, well, there's really no point in learning if it's not taken and applied in action. At that point, it would simply be academic. So lessons and applying them forward in a new action plan is really key. So that's what I'm remembering from 2019 as I look ahead and going into 2020. And, and let's wrap up with that. Let's talk about 2020. So we're well into the year and it's speeding along faster than ever if, if yours is anything like mine. I've got an extensive and busy schedule. So it's, it's taken some planning and I'm really just now getting it done down to the daily level. So uh, two months into the year, I'm definitely kind of building the the plane as I fly it. But maybe some of these things that I'm planning to do can help inspire some thoughts of your own BHAGs for this year. Or, you know, if any of these particular events are meaningful or exciting for you, then maybe we meet up at one of these and, and get out there and get after it together. Let me know. All right. So here it goes for 2020. So one very big and very busy one for me is 13 Spartan trifectas. So remember, I talked about six Spartan trifectas in 2019, 13 for 2020. So that's a minimum of 39 races. And in all likelihood, I will probably land closer to 50. That will culminate in Spartan, Sparta, Greece and a return to the Trifecta World Championships. So I'm doing that with a goal, aiming to get my name carved in a, in a marble wall that they have there in Sparta. So it's the Spartan Race Trifecta Wall of Fame. So that'll involve at least 378 miles of Spartan racing. And the reason I mention that, it's symbolic of the 378 kilometers that King Leonidas and his Spartan army marched to Thermopylae to inspire the, the Greeks in defending against the Persian invasion. And if you're not aware, 2020 marks the 2,500-year anniversary of that battle. So the country, and particularly the town of Sparta, should have some really cool stuff planned. So my endeavor to that, my symbolic 378 miles plus of Spartan racing, will also entail 
at least 1,300 or so obstacles as well. So, and just keep in mind, that's all race day, race course only obstacles and miles, not counting training miles, training obstacles, or of course, burpees. And um, within that, so within those 39 to 50 or so races, I, I need to, for 13 trifectas, I need 13 Spartan beasts, the the 13 mile race format. But there's a there's a bit of a gambler's option that Sparta offers. So you can substitute an ultra beast for a beast and have it count in the in the trifecta count. The catch is now you're going after a 31 mile race instead of a 13 mile race, and there are cutoff times. So if you get cut off or you just don't simply finish. You don't get to count the first 13 miles and count a beast and get a medal and count it towards your trifecta. You either completely finish and succeed and get your ultra buckle and your credit towards a beast for your trifectas, or you don't. It's a complete DNF with regard to the trifecta. So I'm going to roll the dice on that one, and I'm looking at somewhere in the in the order of three to four Spartan ultras this year within my trifecta hunt. And that's, that's coming on top of my first one ever in September, right? <laughs> so building on, on, on that, and again, still around Spartan, I think I'm still looking for my first sub one hour sprint, or I might be real close to it. Uh, I'd like to get it down to really about 45 minutes this year. And I've stepped up into a competitive category that is, is honestly pretty impressive. There are some incredible competitive athletes fast at every age out there but i'm going to go out there and uh and and on a limb and just say i'm aiming for a podium which means a top three finish and well yeah talk about audacious like i am very far from it right now i think i'm a few competitive races in and maybe 39th is my best finish so far but hey that's that's the good stuff about bhags right get get audacious i have a plan and now i'm working the plan around that volume of Spartan racing or, or supporting it, and, and really this is just kind of good for everyday life anyway, is I'm, I'm back determined on the paleo and, and, and additionally keto eating, uh, hydration and supplements. You know, I've got, I've got daily check marks for myself on that to stay to that plan. Quality and, and quantity of sleep, absolutely need that to support this pace this year. Yoga and mobility, uh, I'm hitting at least a few times a week uh, for training and for recovery. And, you know, there has to be some mental rest to all this too. So mindfulness and meditation practice. Okay, what else for 2020 besides a boatload of Spartans? So Krav Maga, uh, I, missed, uh, I missed that one in uh, one of the goals I had set out for 2019. So I'm, I'm refocused. I just, you know, it's one that I just let slip, quite frankly. So refocused on getting back to a regular practice there and just simply scheduling it out and doing it in a, in a frequency and a cadence that gets me towards qualify, qualifying, excuse me, for another belt test. First skydive, that was another one from, from uh, 2019. Again, just, just didn't happen, didn't make it happen. So I got to put it on the calendar and get it done. I've got several Unbeatable Mind events coming up, including sheep jog training. I'm, I'm super psyched about that one. Finishing out my Unbeatable Mind coaching certification. 
We've talked on here a few times about the Relentless Martha's Vineyard event and the the incredible guests and topics that are going on there. So that's part of this year's sort of goals and development. Seal Fit, uh, you know, the 20X, the 12-hour overnight was an incredible experience. And I, I kind of walked away going, yeah, like I've done that. But in hindsight, I, I'd do it again. I might do another 12-hour, maybe, maybe even looking at a 24-hour. International travel. So I got some really cool trips planned for 2020. And well, you know, Josh Guerrero was just on recently from the All Around Adventure podcast. And we talked about the importance of growth through international travel. So that's part of this year's plan. And then service. So in addition to putting coaching into service, my family and I did a local food bank session that was super rewarding. So we are looking at setting out a regular schedule to continue doing that as well. Okay, so while wow, that was a lot, I think that's all that I've got on BHAGs for today. And that's all I've got on my plan so far for 2020. Again, the show notes for this one can be found at manofmastery.com slash 041 for episode 41. I will also get the, the BHAGs updated out there on our website which you can find at manofmastery.com slash about. So out there on the about page, you'll find my 2018 through 2020 BHAGs. And I guess now it's your turn, right? So I've put my 2019 results and I've put my 2020 BHAGs out there and your turn to reciprocate. So I'd love to hear about yours. I'd love to see it. Uh, maybe see it on Instagram. So throw something up there and tag at the man of mastery or better yet, guys, apply to our private Facebook group also available at, uh, at the, well, at the man of mastery on Facebook, however you say that. And in addition to a means of visibility and accountability, what you'll find there is a really high quality peer group who are there to learn from each other, challenge each other and push each other to new heights. So with that, that's it for today and this week. I am super excited for you. I'm super excited for 2020. Look out for the regular Thursday episode coming up where we'll talk about, well, I've got a guest that talks even further about the importance of coaches and how they can literally speed up time. 